Hello and welcome to the second 2017 preseason episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and I'm very excited about this episode because it's 100% focused on the fantasy rule changes ahead of the 2017 season. Now, I know this has been a hot topic around the community, so I hope you all enjoyed the discussion, especially since we're going to be joined by MLS's own Ben Bear. So tonight, without any further ado, joining me for this special episode, our regular co-host, Jason Wiskovich, Mike Denton, and Andrew Crawlard. And also, we'd like to welcome back our very special guest, Ben Bear. How are you all doing? Hello, doing friends. great, Reed. Doing good. Excellent. Well, Ben, since you're here and we know you probably have other things to get to, we'll just jump right into some of the questions that we've collected from the community, uh, some of the stuff we've seen from Twitter, some of the stuff we've seen on Reddit. So I hope it's a good compilation of what everyone has been sending in to us. So started off, um, can you share with us and the other managers what the overall goal of the fantasy game is and how does it play into the promotional strategy for MLS? I mean, I've, I've said this before on this podcast, but I think we all know how important fantasy sports are to the growth of all American sports leagues. And, you know, even Premier League is uh, promoted a lot. And I think MLS, we are still kind of in our, even though the game has been going on for, I think it's our sixth year, it's still kind of in our infancy. But I think it's definitely, it's definitely there as part of trying to get fans to become more attached to the league. And to get fans to know more about to know more about the league. So I mean, a lot of our fans are only fans of their teams. It's kind of like I, I kind of compare it to hockey sometimes. And you know, if you if you're an NFL fan, you know all the players because you play fantasy. And I think the reason that fantasy is important, the reason that MLS considers it, uh, you know, and a big project going forward, is to get fans more engaged with the entire league. Now, I, I'm going to mention the 500-pound gorilla in the room at this point. Um, the most talked about change this season has been the introduction of unlimited transfers. And many players just want to know why. Uh, so can you tell us more about the decision-making process that leads to game changes and specifically why you thought the implementation of unlimited transfers would be a good way to address some of these unique quirks of MLS over other options, options such as increased transfers per round or uh, like a chip system in FPL? Uh, first of all, you know, I just want to let everyone know, I'll, I'll, everyone listening, I hear your concerns. I understand what you're going through. I mean, I'm a... Uh, I'm not a big fan of change either, and I know this is a big change from what you guys, people that listen to this podcast, are used to. And I know what you guys are going through. Uh, I would say we, before we started planning this season, we had a kind a meeting with some of our higher ups, and you know we kind of came to the conclusion this game's kind of stale. We have we had some numbers that kind of prove that, and we had some a lot of fan reaction from outside of the fantasy community that this game's kind of inaccessible to them. I know a lot of avid fantasy players love the game. I love the game, but it was really something hard to deal with because if you miss a week and you miss the planning for the next few weeks, if you does a double game week in two rounds and you miss the planning week for that, you're kind of screwed, I would say. Uh, and you kind of fall behind and there's really, we see a lot of, drop off what kind of things happen we see you know i see it every day because in the mls office this happens all the time 
people, everyone's excited for fantasy, and then as soon as they miss a week, they're kind of done. So I think the main goal here was to make the game easier to play. I think this accomplishes that goal. I mean, I think there's, because you can change your entire team, you can, you, you're not really trying to plan four or five weeks in advance for the double game week or for a bye or for international breaks. That makes the game easier to play. Having said that, I think the game is still involves a lot of skill because you have, you have, I mean, you have to pay attention to, oh, this attacker is playing a bad, de- a bad defense. Oh, this, def- this defender is playing against a really bad offense and I should pick him up. I think there's a lot of those kind of scenarios. I think we'll see a very a varying of teams, which is something we haven't seen since the inception of the game. Uh, you know, by the end of the year, we all know that everyone basically has the same team, and you're just one or two guys make the difference, which is good, but it's kind of not exciting when you have Javinko on your team and he scores, and you know that the opposing team has that, and we're hoping to get away from that. As for the the chips, I think that's kind of like a half measure. I didn't really see that as an option. I'm not really. I was never really into that. It was we we kind of we talked about it with our provider uh, last season actually. I kind of felt that was a half measure, and I just preferred to instead of you know peeling back the bandaid, I I, I preferred to pull it, pull it off. You know, I know some people they've been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about why isn't it four transfers? Why isn't it you know five transfers? Um, I just think it was better to pull the whole, whole bandaid off and you know kind of start fresh a bit. Really, I mean, we we went through three, four, five meetings. We went through various different groups in MLS, and this is and everyone it was 100% approval on this idea. So if they, if it wasn't, then we wouldn't have done it. But basically, everyone bought in. The response has been, I would say, mixed from the fantasy insider kind of community, not this podcast, the, the avid fantasy fans. But I know outside, I know the casuals. There's been a lot of excitement. So I mean, now I'm hoping that. The people who have come out saying against it, they they at least try it and see how it goes. I don't know. I mean, there's also a ton of fantasy avid fantasy players that are looking forward to it. So I'm excited to see where what happens this year and how it, how it plays out. That's excellent, uh, guys. You have any quick follow ups before we move on? No, I think that had a lot of clarity for me. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, I appreciate it. So moving on, uh, unlimited transfers. It's not the only change this season. So what other changes are you most excited about, Ben, for this 2017 season? Well, I mean, I think we didn't make a lot of changes in the stat categories. I really, uh, I I thought those played well. I think that was, had a big approval across the board. So we, we, we increased clean sheets by a point for uh, defenders. We also changed the budgets and the, and the amount of players in teams to more align with the, the, the Premier League game. And I think that will be great to, you know, even at the playing field a bit, defenders are now cost way less than midfielders and uh, forwards. And I'm excited to see how teams, the the way different teams would, the different ways that teams are built this season. I think we'll see a lot of four defender lineups. Just something that we usually don't see a lot more. It's really last year, you know, if you, everyone had a budget defender. So I think we'll be more high-priced defenders. And have the open weekend challenge which is and that came out of one of our meetings and this is only a month ago i would say where we the win the the, the team with the most points in week one wins a prize pack which includes 200 mls store.com gift card an mls live subscription and two tickets to the mls mls regular season game with that competition we we are zeroing out everyone's scores after the first week and really starting the fantasy season fantasy season in week two 
which allows us to promote the game for an extra week. And if you're going to get, if you're going to an MLS game in week one, I think you'll see some uh, fantasy promotion in the stadium because you have a whole other week to sign up. Uh, and we know that, you know, a lot of our signups come big rush the last week of the, the, the last week before the season. So we have, we bought ourselves an extra week there. Um, so I'm really excited about to see the opening weekend challenge. I'm excited to see the fan that gets to win the trips. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about those the changes that we made this year. Are we going to get to see a little special uh, fantasy video with, with that fan as they get to go through all these trips? Because I think that could be pretty fun. I think that was, that's a great idea. I think uh, uh, if I'm there, I'll definitely make sure that, uh, that we're, that, that we're going to be doing that. I don't you know. know. I'm, I might have to put the kibosh on that one. I don't want to appear in any videos here. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we can give you a don't mask. Be, don't be so camera shy. <laughs> okay, but you know, uh, speaking of the opening weekend challenge, uh, you mentioned the MLS Live subscription, and uh, I, I'm a huge fan of MLS Live just because I can't always watch the games, and I love the condensed version, especially when I just want to get the gist of a game to talk about some fantasy stuff or check out how a player's doing. But uh, a question I did see is people were wondering, since we're already having to resub for MLS Live, say we get our subscription and then Andrew wins the opening weekend challenge, will we get a refund for, for the live account then? You will. You will get a 100% refund if you already have MLS Live and you win the opening weekend challenge. Awesome. awesome. Or you can just be an awesome person and give it to a friend. That would be a really cool thing. That's <laughs> right. Spread the love. <laughs> Spread the league love all around there. Yes. All around there. You know, I have to ask, is, is one of those players who stopped, just like dropped off midseason, was that Weeby? Because I kind of feel like it might have been Weeby. Weeby, yeah. Weeby, yeah. Weeby gave up last year. Oh. Think, uh, he, he's one of those guys. I think you should harass him on Twitter. I think we will. I think we'll have to give <laughs> Weeby some good old harassment, definitely. So you hear that up, community? Just, just give Weeby one, one or two for, for just bowing out. We can't, we can't take that. He's, he's OG fantasy. We can't let him do things. I like know, that. right? I know. Uh, I can't. Okay. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, this, this is a fantasy podcast, and so I, I feel like I can't not let you come on without giving us some kind of picks or, or just some sort of insight. So do you have any under-the-radar options that you'd like to highlight at this point? All right, two qualifiers here. One is, obviously, since with the unlimited transfer rule, all of our teams will be changing weekly as opposed to keeping the same guys on our team for the entire season. We're playing matchups a lot more, so, you know, teams are going to change. Uh, and I also, for, for this, I try to keep it to... Maybe the players have somewhat big names, but they're owned by so few people that I think it's be way more. So by position, Zach Steffen I think has a real shot at winning the goalkeeper job in Columbus. I, don't, I actually didn't. He's the one player I didn't write down the percent owned, but uh, I think he's he's at forty. He's at four point five million, and I think he can win that job. And I think Columbus can be a good team this year. Uh, defenders, I went basically. The Minnesota backline. I don't. I don't know how good they're gonna. The backline's gonna be, but a lot of them aren't. Kevin Venegas is at four point five. He's only owned by two percent, I think. Francisco Calvo, Vadim Demidov are one point five and point eight. I think they're gonna be every every game starters. You'll get guaranteed points. You may not get a ton of clean sheets. We'll have to see that. I mean, I think they're gonna be pretty defensive. 
but uh, I think those have some opportunities. Midfield, these are kind of big names, but they're very lowly owned. Albert Rusnak at 2.4. I think he's going to be the fulcrum of the RS attack. I don't know. Maybe Jason can, can uh, fill me in a little bit more. On what, uh, get it, Ben. Get it. Okay. Don't, don't let good. him get on a homer. Oh, no. Ooh. You're in Rusnak. <laughs> get it. Sebastian, I mean, uh, yeah, Sebastian Blanco. I know we just added, we added to the game on Friday. He's only 1.4 so far. I think he's, he could be one of the top point scorers in the, in the game this year. Uh, Felipe, he was, I think, like the 11th highest scoring midfielder last year. Yeah. He's only at 1.2% owned. So I'm kind of confused by that one. Uh, and then up top, I got David Akam. I think with more quality players around him this year, I think he's going to have more opportunities to really show how good of a player I think he is. I think he can be one of the top players in the league. It's only 1.2%. And then I got uh, two Dynamo attackers that were signed this offseason. Albert Elise and Romel Kyoto. They're at 0.4% and 0.1%. I think they're pretty uh, They're pretty evenly, like, they're, they're, their prices are only 8.5. I think with the output they're going to have, I mean, we still have to kind of wait and see. I remember, I mean, Albert Elise tore up the U20 tournament a couple of years ago. I think he's going to be a player. Uh, and Romel Kyoto, his goal-scoring output in Honduras has been exceptional. He's only at 0.1%. So what's that, like three people on him maybe? <laughs> I think that's, that, that could be a great play. And that's what I got so far. Nice. You know, we'll, see, we'll see over the course of the season how that changes. Yes, those are those are excellent. Uh, it's definitely hard to kind of pick some of these underdogs at the beginning since there are still transfers going on and people getting at it every day. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I that's all- I didn't go for for the kind of all the I didn't try and find all the low price guys. I just tried to find you know a little bit differential plays, a little bit you know under owned was, was was what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of room for those guys to really be the standouts this year with this new system. Well, great. Well, those are all the questions that I had. Before you go, I was hoping you could help us with one more thing. So in the little preseason teaser episode that we dropped last week, I I mentioned that there was a a big announcement, some big news that the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast was working on, but I wasn't ready to release it yet. So I'm hoping that with you here that maybe you'd like to help me reveal this to everyone. Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in this podcast, and I believe that it should be heard by more people. Not that it already hasn't been. Uh, so, I mean, if you're listening to this right now, you might actually be listening to this on MLSsoccer.com because we will be promoting this on the site throughout the season this year. So uh, I encourage all you, our, the listeners that are listening to the show, to you know help help uh, spread the word. And if you're listening to MLSsoccer.com, I hope you continue listening because it's a great show and I think it really does a lot to engage our fantasy community. So I'm excited to see where... Uh, Yay! That's awesome. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. My pleasure. My yes, pleasure, we, guys, all your hard work. We appreciate everything that you've done to help us and, and everyone from MLS that's made an appearance on the show. I know it started with Quincy Ameriqua, and, and just we've had lots of people drop by every now and then, and um, we love to help this game grow, and we have a lot of fun doing it at the same time. So we're... We're honored that you guys would uh, be willing to do that with us and just help spread the information that we try to get out to people. So, yes, if you're listening to us on, on MLSsoccer.com, please keep listening. Um, 
we're one of the only fantasy podcasts that just focus 100% on fantasy that that I am aware of. So uh, every week we're going to try to bring you the best information we have about just tips and recommendations and transfers. And feel free to interact with us on Twitter or over at Reddit or just whatever social media you prefer because we want to help make this show helpful for you. Uh, so yes, now available at MLSSucker.com. All right, well, that's all I have. Uh, written up is it unless there's anything else you'd like to bring up Ben or talk with us about or any uh, guys any last questions yeah you know follow MLS fantasy on Twitter you know we we tweet out during the games we will have some more engagement during the week this year which I'm excited to see how that goes uh, sign up for app notifications uh, on the MLS app you know buy MLS live because you know you want to keep track of how your fantasy players are doing every every week and uh, I think that's it. You know, follow follow me on Twitter, BenBerry89. I drop some hot takes every once in a while. I commiserate when the Patriots win the Super Bowl and have to watch <laughs> my least favorite team win the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. So that's it for me. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Well, I hope you guys appreciated Ben Bear stopping by. Um, I don't know what the rest of you guys think, but I, I thought that was – some some good insight into the actual process um uh, let's just jump right into it guys unlimited transfers this is the big issue you've seen how the community's reacted you've heard how ben has explained the process i want to know let's just start with you andrew and then we'll do uh, jason and end with mike let's let's see what was your first reaction to this a change and how have you evolved up to this point? I really liked it right out of the gate. Um, I think it's going to result in a lot more team differentiation um, coupled with kind of the price changes. We've got a little bit tighter budget this year. Um, so I think teams are going to be a lot different just from week to week. Like I was, I was talking with Jason and Mike uh, last week, I think it was, and our teams were all just so very different um, right out of the gate. So I'm, I'm pumped for that. Yeah, I'm extremely excited for this. It's going to add a complete new and different dimension um, and um, strategy to this fantasy game. Um, I, I did notice a lot of blowback on on the fantasy vets that, that were, you know, saying that they were league winners and that, you know, they're so used to winning. And, hey, you know, that's been great. Like, you know, high five to you guys. But, you know, this is really going to challenge you now to see if you can really keep, you know, keep those trophies and keep winning. It's going to add a complete new element to the game. And, um, you know, every single week it's essentially, it's a new game. You're going to have to, like Ben said, Ben and I were talking about this too, that you have to essentially now look at every single player on every single matchup. If, you know, if this, you know, like how last year Boateng would just torch RSL on the left side, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put Boateng in every time they play RSL just because that's what he does. You know, now it's going to be more focusing on players that have uh, unique matchups and now you can do it with the whole team. So I'm pumped. It's going to be a lot of fun. No template teams and differentials. Well, well I, I guess I'm the, the negative one of, of the group. Um, I, I was kind of sad when I heard the, the rule changes and that's because planning to me was so much of the fun of the game. Um, it was interesting when I told my wife, who's not a MLS fantasy player at all, but she'll, she'll listen to us uh, do the podcast. Uh, she was like, well, what are y'all going to talk about? Because that's all y'all talk about. And that's really what this game was. It was a game about planning. It was a game that really rewarded long-term strategy and kind of 
you know, looking at the schedule and thinking, okay, what is the best player to maximize over this six game stretch? And now the schedule is not really going to be part of, of what we're talking about on a week to week, other than the schedule of each week. Um, so while I understand, and I was, I was glad Ben came on to, to talk about uh, the numbers and the fact that something definitely needed to be done. Uh, I, I really wish that something was put in to kind of keep in the, the long-term planning process um, that so many players valued. Uh, and I think that's the explanation for a lot of the reaction in, in the community, because that's where a lot of people found a lot of enjoyment uh, in kind of thinking about that strategy. Sure, I, I definitely understand both sides of this issue. Uh, I know the thing that stood out to me most when we were talking with Ben is he was talking about the numbers and how uh, we weren't really getting a lot of new players. And we've seen that ourselves just from looking at the the team numbers, the list at the side at the beginning of the season. And and to hear that people were finding it difficult to, to join into or just overwhelming um, makes me a little sad because I – just have gotten so much joy out of this game. And this is how I got into MLS myself was I, I decided to play the fantasy game to learn the people. So I, I want more people to have that experience. And I think we almost have to look at it from a point of view of if it, if it doesn't pick up steam, it, it has to change or it dies almost. Uh, and I'd hate to say that, but it's so it's almost either we get some kind of a game or no game at all, which we'd rather have. And I don't, I don't mean that we should be just satisfied with whatever we're given. Uh, definitely, as Ben was saying, he sees the comments we make. Even on Twitter, someone uh, he was asking, what could he say to encourage someone to play? And the response was that they would like to have the option for a private league to have limited transfers. And I think that's a great idea that maybe in the future – if we can build the fan base, then Ben and the other people that work with the fantasy side have more leverage to expand the game, expand the options. And his response was, uh, was thanks, that's not an option this year, but we certainly will look into that next year. So I don't think we should feel pigeonholed into this is what the game is from now on. Because obviously these last two years, we've seen big changes. We had the... the um, value system completely changed we've had the transfer system completely changed this year so i, I think with constructive feedback that uh, that's what's going to be most helpful for moving forward and i hope that many of the veteran managers who may not be thrilled with this system at first will give it a shot so they can at least provide that feedback now that's kind of a ranting soapbox maybe the more you want to hear <laughs> well, me go right and, now and and reed i, I just want to add to that e even though this this isn't what I would have picked. This is definitely designed to address what we spent like half a year complaining about last year, which was the weirdness of the schedule and the massive bye weeks dictating True. template teams. True. Um, You're right. And so, you know, we're not going to have template teams. You know, we have, I think, only six teams playing round four. If we didn't have this, we would be talking about loading up on Portland players and Minnesota United players this week. Now, well, you probably want to load up on Portland players week one because they play Minnesota United. Um, but now we're not looking at having to load up on RSL or Minnesota to try to plan out for that round four. So something that we complained about, we got an answer to. It may not have been the answer we liked, but, you know, there's a lot of the changes here were definitely in response to feedback and the complaints. If you go back to our episode last year, the, the season wrap up, 
a lot of the complaints, there's a rule change that kind of tries to address it. You now have more incentive to have more formations. The price change is different. Giovinco is not automatically, you have to put him into your team. So there's definitely a lot here that is responsive, even if, you know, it's not exactly what I would have wanted. It's definitely something that tries to respond to the concerns of the community. And so, you know, I'm definitely going to give it a shot and I'm excited to see how it works out, you know. Yeah, and the the biggest thing it addresses is the crazy schedule that we have with bye weeks and double game weeks. I mean, that's not an issue. I, th I think I've seen you talk about this some on Reddit, Andrew. Is that right? Yeah. Um, like, if it was under the same transfer system as last year, like Mike said, we would all be funneling into the same template team just to deal with the massive bye week in week four. Um, but now we don't have to do that. I can pick a bunch of guys that you know, don't play on week four. Um, and it's it's going to be, in my opinion, beneficial, especially for head-to-head -head competitions. Um, yes. In that, you know, if, if I'm planning for week three and you're planning for week four and we face up in week three, you are kind of hosed because your team is set up for the next week and mine's set up for this week. Um, so in head-to-head -head competitions, I, I think it's great. We're all on even footing all the time. Um, so it's going to be a, a better test of, of skill for head-to-head, -head, at least. And then you've also um, played around with the draft format, Andrew, and that's not one that I've played a lot with as well. Do you think there's still some key differences between this system and that one? Because there are definitely some similarities. Um, yeah, it's entirely different. Um, the, the draft system that I played on last year was draftmls.com, I think, was the website. And it has the exact same scoring as the official MLS game, but um, there's no salaries at all. And it's a draft just like in fantasy football, fantasy basketball, where if I pick Giovinco, nobody else can have him. Um, and, and so you just are kind of naturally forced to, to look deeper into rosters than what you do for the, the uh, official fantasy game. I think the only other big question with this one is the similarities it also has to daily fantasy. Um, I, I still feel like what Ben was mentioning, and you guys can can jump in with this one too. Um, what Ben was mentioning about you're looking more at the week to week uh, player matchups instead of the so you've you've lost that season long fantasy planning, but you're looking at okay, uh, this team's defense is garbage down the left side, and this team's got a great right attacking player so i could see some opportunities for this guy to really make it big this week i think that's where the strategy and the skill is going to come in that's similar to a daily game but we still have our season-long element to it but, but i mean in, in the long run that's that's appealing to a lot of people yeah and i mean i think one of the big differences is building a budget you know you know, in a, in a daily fantasy game, you're probably not going to add Giovinco because everyone's going to want to have Giovinco. Well, in this game, even if everyone's going to have Giovinco, you might want Giovinco because you want at that point two price rise, it's likely to come. True um, value, yeah. So that trying to build value, especially in the early weeks of the season, you know, especially if I, I don't know how many of y'all have looked at the prices, but they're very compact, very tight. I mean, the difference between a defensive midfielder and a premium uh, forward like David Villa is only like 2.5. Uh, so building that value is going to be very important. So trying to figure out strategies over the long term to try to build up that budget, I think can make this 
very different from the daily game where you're really just kind of trying to pick oddball differentials to, you know, to be that first overall. Whereas here, you're just trying to build something that's a little bit more consistent. So, I mean, week one, you're probably going to play it like a daily fantasy game. But after that, there's a lot more consistency thing that you're going to have to do to succeed that makes it different. Yeah, excellent. Uh, moving on real quick. Uh, for any of you people who may be new, new players uh, who haven't heard our podcast before, if you're not familiar with the value system, head over to the rules section of the fantasy game and take, take a look at that. Players' prices will, will change based on how well they outperform the average points scored for their position. Uh, so that can be a very key element at the beginning of the season, especially to try to build your budget's value so that you can try to grab more of the big-name players as the season goes on. So take a look at that. Uh, we may cover that in another episode, but uh, that can be very important. So good to bring that up, Mike. Um, the opening weekend challenge that Ben highlighted. Uh, Jason, I know you were really big onto that, so I'll let you talk about this. Uh, what do you think about it? Yeah, I'm really, ex- I'm really excited about it. Um, just you know, kind of having um, a lot of people coming into the game and giving prizes. I mean, we're all, uh, everybody likes to win, especially when it's, you know, such great prizes as MLS is throwing out this year. Um, And, you know, just kind of having everybody start off uh, picking whoever they want for one single week. You've only focused on one week, had the opportunity to win um, some great things. Um, And then, uh, you know, week two, you start out fresh and good to go again. I think it's a great way to implement um, new players, bring them in. Hopefully people will like, uh, you know, what MLS has to offer. I'm sorry, what MLS fantasy has to offer. And, um, you know, hopefully they can uh, join our community and be part of it. Yeah. What what else do you guys think about that, Mike, Andrew? I love it. I think this is a brilliant idea. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, like Ben mentioned, not only do we get an an extra week to promote the game and remind people that are just tuning in um, to join us in in this fun. But also, when the season long actually starts, when it starts counting for reels in fantasy, we'll more or less know who the starters are. Whereas in the past couple years, you know, we've we've gone into week one and we have our best guesses at who's the starter, but it, those don't always work out. And uh, like last year, I got burned. I had a guy that was starting with the starting unit every single game in preseason. And then regular season comes around and he's not a starter. So there's a transfer burned. Um, And now, you know, once we're actually counting points for the season long game, that's not an issue at all. Yeah, there was so much luck before. I think I remember a couple of seasons ago, if I'm recalling right, I had added uh, Kobayashi and uh, McGee in my just my starting team just because I was trying to fill some leftover money with McGee, and he gets like a hat trick in the first round, and Kobayashi gets like a couple assists and a goal, and I was in the top 10 or 5 of, of point scores in round one. And so there's just so much of a crapshoot sometimes with all of that. Uh, I love it. I, I, think, I think you guys nailed all the high points for that. The next one I want to talk about is the defense price change i i love it uh this is one of my favorite changes that they made because i've always felt that the defenders were just too expensive for the kinds of points that they were getting the the plus one clean sheet bonus uh, it's it's okay it's it's nice i still personally feel like clean sheets are a little too unpredictable i guess unless maybe you're colorado 
um, to, to really bank on something like that. I would have preferred to have seen maybe having uh, clearances, blocks, and interceptions combined back into CBIs again for, for that really big defensive stat. But I, I really do think that we're going to see a lot more defenders, and I love having them in play and not just, well, let me get that one big guy, and I guess I'll get a couple of 4.0s and see what happens and just pray. Do you agree? 100%. It's nice to yeah. finally be able to invest in the defense instead of, like, I think we said it last week, you know, uh, it's the fantasy mullet. You know, it's we, we didn't care about any of our defenders. We just cared all about the attacking power. And now you can legitimately invest in, you know, mid to, I guess, high point defenders and hopefully get a good return for it and get a good ROI uh, with clean sheets and things of that nature. I love it. Do you think we'll be seeing more teams that maybe even field five defenders? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's definitely a viability. Um, but with clean sheets being so hard to predict, it's it's going to be a crapshoot. But then there comes in to play of the unlimited transfer. So you can really do whatever you want, however you want it. Um, of course, you know, like, like last year, um, like I wrote in my article, Colorado in 2015 was 10th in the West. They were last place in the West and now they came into second place this year. Uh, no one saw that coming at all. Even, you know, even with Tim Howard rumored to go there. Um, so this year, I mean, it could, it could be Orlando. It could be, you know, Atlanta it could be Minnesota. Nobody knows who's going to get clean sheets, but you know who the studs are, you know, the 6.0, maybe even the 5.5. So, you know, why not throw them in? Why not throw a couple fives or 5.5s? It really doesn't matter. Um, it's going to be a crapshoot to get clean sheets. I'm pumped. The last change that I'm going to mention before I just open it up to any other discussions that you guys would like to bring up is, of course, the budget and the player totals that we're allowed to have, the, the roster totals that we're allowed to have. Uh, the budget was decreased from 120 down to 100, and we went from a 16-man roster down to a 15-man roster. I also think, personally, this is another skill element that's been added back into the game. It's just that budget management. Um, even without the planning, you still have to to get these players into that $100 million budget. And I think it's harder than people may think. Uh, I'm remembering last year, Andrew, where you were a big advocate of no Javinko at the beginning to use that extra money. That seems like it may be even more valid this season than in the past. Ironically, Giovinco is currently in my team. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I totally agree that it's more tight on the budget front. Um, this year, we can afford about four premium players. Maybe you squeak in five. Um, whereas last year, we all had seven premium guys, and it was all the best guys all season long. Um, so this year, I'm really looking forward to grabbing some of those more mid-price options and making people really evaluate actual player skill instead of, oh, I have all the money in the world. It doesn't matter what I do. So I think it's great. So about you, Mike, as as uh, the lone dissenter here or just the lone <laughs> this raised eyebrow, can we call you that a raised eyebrower uh, to the unlimited transfers part? Do, do you find any increased uh, enjoyment or just tactical – skill requirements for dealing with this new budget well the raised eyebrow makes me think of the rock so i do appreciate the comparison <laughs> I love um, the rock. <laughs> uh, let me tell you what, what i'm cooking here um okay okay <laughs> um 
I, I think this is a good change. Um, I, I was an advocate last year of trying to make prices more responsive. And so even though the price change amounts didn't change because the budget, budget has shrunk so much, I think it is going to be more responsive and it's going to be more imperative to get players who have budget rises because you need that money so much more. And, and yeah, like, like Andrew said, now you're going to be really looking at wingers or defensive midfielders, whereas last year you were pretty much just looking at the big attacking midfielders, whether it's Ladero, Clushton, Valeri, uh, or Piotti. I mean, heck, that's your four players, and you have the money to get those four. You throw in a Giovinco and then just have a budget back line, and you're pretty much set to go. Um, now you really have to look at the whole field to try to evaluate who are the good players, and you're going to have to get a 7.5 midfielder. You're going to have to get a, probably another 8.0 midfielder or something like that in order to, to field a competitive team. So I, I'm glad about that because it does make you have to evaluate more and, and does really push the, the strategy. Great. So any other discussions that you guys would like to have about any of the changes or just anything that we haven't covered that you've seen mentioned on Reddit or Twitter or any of the social medias? I think something I would mention is that there was a big complaint on Reddit that we're just going to have the same teams because we're all have the same transfers. We're going to have the same teams and it's going to be, Oh no. And the response I wanted to say to that is, I don't know what game y'all were playing the second half of last year, because once you have <laughs> that first unlimited transfer week, you know, that's universal. Everyone pretty much has the same template team because we all had to funnel into the DGWs or the massive bye weeks and that means you have to load up on certain teams and with the money and the limited budgets, you know, you're going to, it's going to be the same players. You're going to get the top two, three players from those teams and kind of go from there. And so there wasn't that much differential that I remember after the first six weeks of the season, once everyone had their wild card used. So to me, I, I don't know what that criticism is about because I don't think that game where everyone was variance with the schedule last year ever existed. Um, so I am hopeful that there is more variance this year with the unlimited transfers. Um, even if I do miss, miss the planning element. Well, to go back to some of the, the defender answer I was saying, where I just, I just like defenders. Um, I think this new system encourages diversity because you could do something like say uh, Colorado is a just, just fortress, Colorado again, and they have a nice looking matchup. You could decide, hey, I'm going to go in completely with Colorado defense and a goalkeeper. And that's what you do. And, and that's what your strategy is for that week. Somebody else, maybe they don't think Colorado's got that good of a chance for a clean sheet or that they're just due to let one in, but they still like the idea of a Colorado. Maybe they just grab two players. So I think it frees people up to do that more than the past because in the past, it would be ridiculous to even consider loading up completely with three or four defenders from one team and a goalkeeper unless you had your wild card or something coming up from next round because how in the world are you going to deal with an upcoming buy or something they're just having to make defensive changes so i think that's where the variety is going to come in the freedom to play a four-man back line play a five-man back line to do something strange in midfield to grab some of these new players that are coming in that maybe people don't know a whole lot about but you just you just have a gut feeling about i this system, I believe, is more friendly for that. Absolutely. I'm really excited to be able to grab a bunch of guys that are boom or bust players. Um, like Ethan Finlay is the prime example from last year where there were a whole heck of a lot of games where he got two points 
And he had a couple games where he got double digits. And now it's it's an option to actually grab those guys when they do have those favorable matchups. Yeah, the MPGs, Lloyd Sams, all those guys are going to be great differentials this year. I can't wait. Great to bring up, Michael. <laughs> glad glad you covered that. Okay, well, we're going to start wrapping things up. Don't want to go too long. Uh, for those of you just now listening, we try to keep it around the 45 to an hour mark, um, but this is a special episode, so we want to make sure we get everything covered. I'm going to do some plugs at this point, talking about various leagues and projects that people on this podcast are involved in. So first of all, anyone now listening or returning listeners, don't forget to go to Reddit to r slash fantasy MLS. That's reddit.com slash r slash fantasy MLS. Uh, it is a, a great community that's built up around the fantasy game. We have a league that does give away prizes to the top winners. Uh, there's the ability to post your teams to get feedback. We have people who talk about any fantasy topic with injuries and, and everything being posted. And also, if you want to submit a question to this podcast, that's where the threads get posted for you to be able to do that. Uh, everyone here on this show, actually, tonight is involved also with MLS Fantasy Boss, which is the website that I've run. And it's also the handle that I have on Twitter and the name that I write under my column for Major League Soccer. Uh, we're going through a period right now of team previews, and everyone here has written some team previews. We're posting just a summary of 2016 and some insights into the team's transfers over the offseason and who you might want to look at from a fantasy point of view. So if you're brand new, that is the thing for you to do. Come over to MLSFantasyBoss.com and start reading through these previews to understand who you should be taking a look at at the beginning so you don't get just lost in the flood. Uh, we have a league for MLS Fantasy Boss that's coming very soon, getting some final uh, just details worked out about that. And also, we're going to be coming out with a PDF document, the 2017 Fantasy Primer, that's going to have a lot of information just combined into one PDF. So be on the lookout for that. As the long-term listeners may know, we also still have our Patreon project. So Patreon is a crowdfunding website, so if you enjoy our podcast and you would like to help us cover some of the fees that we do have because we have hosting fees and then to be able to provide uh, prizes for the leagues that we run. We do have some fees that we incur. If, if you like what we do and want to help us with that, then please head over to patreon.com slash MLSFI and you can give us a donation and make it a monthly reoccurring or even just a lump sum. Uh, in response to that, we've got stickers and we've got mugs and we have the ability for people to come onto the show to chat with us before. And I'm going to be doing some revisions to the system uh, over the next couple of days and I hope to be able to offer some even scarves this season just based on the level of support that we can get so if you like what we do and you would love to help support us then we'd love for that to happen and for us to be able to give back to you the big bonus is we're also going to have a patreon member exclusive league so you will have to be a member to be able to see where that is posted uh and of course the swag is awesome we need pint glasses and if we get scarves that's going to be just fantastic so exclusive exclusive swag and finally, MLS Fantasy Insider, of course, will have its classic league, and you can join. We don't give prizes for that one because of our Patreon project, but we do have the MLS Fantasy Insider Head-to-Head -head Podcast League. Now, this is a league that is just open to the people you hear on the show and some other podcasters and other friends of the show that we've encountered over the past couple of seasons. Uh, it's a really fun head-to-head 
league because we love to talk trash. And so that's why we have that, because we love that system and do a recap of that every year. Now, I must say that we have decided to do one special thing with our head-to-head league. The unofficial name, the unofficial official name is the Guy Sanchez Memorial MLS Fantasy Insider Head-to-Head League for our dear friend Guy Sanchez, who retired from our show last year. So, Guy, this league's for you. And of course, finally, the last plug I'm going to get is if you are trying to find out how to listen to sound to this podcast and for some reason you just stumbled across it, we are on SoundCloud, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and I'm happy to say as of right now, we're also available through MLSsoccer.com. So awesome. Yay. <laughs> so we're going to wrap things up now, but before we do, I want to give these awesome guys here the chance to tell you how to follow them and their various projects that they're doing. Andrew. Uh, you can find my stat nerd articles on MLSfantasyboss.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Crawla. Um, you can hit me up on Reddit. Um, I'm going to be doing a new thing this year where I give kind of my boomer bust pick of the week that'll be on Twitter. Uh, so be on the lookout for that every week. Well, I have two th- uh, Twitter accounts for you to follow. One is my account, uh, at MikeDatTiger, where I'll give out fantasy opinions as well as remind you that the Atlanta Falcons lost by 25 points in the Super Bowl, uh, which I'll probably remind quite frequently uh, as a Saints fan. Uh, The other thing that you probably be more interested in is um, I have an account where I aggregate uh, injury news at MLS Injury News. Um, It's really helpful since injury reporting is kind of vague and you have to depend a lot on beat writers and maybe even observations from people watching the games to see who's hurt and who's leaving early. Um, so I aggregate all that, um, there. So that way you can know, Hey, is, is this guy injured? Uh, I'll have a tweet or I can try to find stuff for you. Uh, in fact, I have a little bit of an announcement on that. Uh, a lot of people have told me, thank you for doing that account and that they're happy for the work that y'all are doing. Well, it's actually just been me so far. Um, well, I'm kind of <laughs> hoping to change that, uh, this year and kind of recruit people from each of the 22 leagues to kind of check in with me on a week to week basis to see, you know, did anyone get subbed off with an injury? Anything interesting from the beat writers? So if you're interested in that, please uh, contact me uh, at MLS Injury News. Um, it's definitely a community project to help people out so that way everyone knows who's injured and who's not as best we can. Uh, no, no guarantees, of course. Some teams like to be a little secretive, but uh, we try to find them out anyway. So if you want to help with that, please let me know. I, I would definitely appreciate it. Jason. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, at JMLSFI. Um, I also do the punts and differentials articles for uh, MLSFantasyBoss.com. And hopefully I'll be doing something special on MLS.com, pending some things. Um, But yeah, excited for the season, guys. Can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. And then uh, the last two, our our tech guru and uh, just fantasy expert from last season uh simon thwaites he's he just kicked butt and took names last year finishing near near the very top uh he is our tech guru he gets all the things recorded for us for this podcast he is sick tonight so could not join us but you can follow him on twitter at at simon mlsfi uh pretty funny uh talks a lot about cats so so there's simon uh, he's a seattle fan uh, and which i mean andrew is as well so that's that's a lot of, of West Coast out here right now. Uh, then, of course, myself, uh, 
I am the, the founder of MLSFantasyBoss.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at MLSFantasyBoss. I also have a, a column with MLSSoccer.com just about fantasy. Uh, last year I did the picks. I think things are going to switch up a little bit this year um, with this new format. So check us all out there. There's lots of great stuff this season. We hope that you guys have enjoyed the show and got a lot of your questions answered. So thanks a lot and good luck.